Echo 5, do you copy? Echo 5. Echo 2, good morning. Nice of you to drop by. Feeling alright, sir? Thought we lost you. Right now, I feel like I can take off this whole podcast myself. Ah, I know what you mean. Ready to send that transmission to Echo Base? Yes, sir. R10, pass through. Welcome to another episode of the Hoth Transmissions. Today's episode, we are going to be covering the Bad Batch Season 1, Episodes 12, 13, and 14. We're almost done covering the Bad Batch, and we're getting ready for the Book of Boba. Uh, so tonight, we actually have a guest on our show, uh, Scott, a.k.a. Echo9, from Las Vegas. Um, tell us a little bit, little bit about yourself. Uh, all right. Star Wars. Oh, I grew up. Family uh, kind of pushed it on me, so I grew up with Star Wars uh, alongside like Dragon Ball. Uh, growing up, it was one thing to play with friends, you know, like lightsaber fights and stuff like that, and choosing between the uh, the light and the dark side. Other than that, uh, I can, uh, I've helped my sister get into it. I kind of keep my mom into it. I've seen all the movies multiple times, Clone Wars and Rebels, each three times. Bad Batch only once. Mandalorian. Uh, favorite characters are Darth Maul and Ahsoka. So that is our guest, fellow Star Wars fan. Uh, so we are going to just jump right into the episodes. So we're jumping into episode 12. And so this is, we're going to continue off on the Ryloth. So we ended up with Cham and his wife getting kidnapped. And then Hera's on the, lo- on the loose. She's getting chased by Crosshair and his, his troops. Um, what were some of like, the biggest interesting things to you on this episode? Uh, definitely the biggest thing was seeing Hera. It's great. I love seeing her. Um, she's one of the best characters from Rebels, so it was good seeing her. Um, it's great that they keep the con- continuity going, including other characters. Dave Filoni and Favreau? Favreau? Uh, Favreau, but I don't think he has any... Uh, I don't think he's in The Bad Batch. No, probably unless, not. Unless but... you're just talking about his live action shows. Yeah, no, like with what he's doing with Boba Fett and uh, Mandalorian, I just oh yeah, I'm, solid. I'm really happy point right now in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's one thing that I like about it is that these shows are really like connecting everything together. Um, a lot, a lot of people are kind of like talking about like there's a lot of filler episodes going on, but a lot of it just gets tossed in the other seasons like it that draw from it and so it's just like just story building um and i think one of the biggest things i liked on this episode is just hauser hauser i think was probably the the standout on this episode as much as i love Hera, but we're beginning to see that the bad batch is not just the bad batch because we're seeing a lot of people are like okay this episode we barely see the Bad Batch. The last episode, we barely saw the Bad Batch, but you look at Hauser, he's still pressing differently than the Stormtroopers. Uh, Hauser is uh, the captain, right? Yeah, he's the one that keeps questions author- questioning authority. 
Yeah, he's uh, showing signs of the Order 66 not having full impact on him. Yeah, so so we get to see that because he's questioning, like, uh, there's no cause to arrest the civilians because they want to hunt down all the chance people. Like, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we doing this? But so he's questioning the Empire's motives and their authority. And so we kind of, he's one of the first ones that we get to see that it's not working on them. Uh, that kind of uh, makes me reminiscent of um, Wolf, not uh, not being friendly with Ahsoka or Rex. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, so someone like Hauser is able to resist it, but Wolf wasn't. It's kind of upsetting. Yeah, I mean it's unfortunate, and I mean it kind of shows you because I always wondered, it's like okay, are did are the chips so effective that none of them are defective and because we saw it a little bit with fives, and fives started going crazy and all that. And so you begin to wonder, how many other clones is it going to affect? Or is he just the only one? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, probably, it probably depends on the placement of the chip in the head. If it's been mal- uh, damaged during battles at any point. They get stunned all the time, so like that electricity could have affected it. Yeah, it could be any number of things. There could be so many different causes and effects. And... And I think that's what was really great about these last two episodes is the bad batch is expanding. Um, so then he kind of jumps over to her and we kind of see that she's sending a transmission to the bad batch. And of course, who gets it? Omega. Omega. I like Omega as a character, but one of the things I'm noticing in this, this series is She's making all the sh- all the shots now. Like the bed beds, they're not making any decisions, and they're just like, "Oh no, I don't." How'd you get her transmission number? We can't go back and help her. It's imperial heavy. And then Omega's like, "Oh, but we have to." He's like, "All right, let's do it." And literally, it doesn't take much for Omega to change his mind, and it's kind of frustrating. I agree. I can see that. Uh, I definitely think that she's supposed to be their moral compass, um, and without having the moral compass that the Republic was, it's kind of an easy switch, especially when they find out that she's older than them. Yeah, that's true. She might be the oldest one alive next to Boba. Yeah, because do you know like, how, how old she is? I want to say she's the same age as Boba. I think they were created at the same time. Got you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did see that Boba's original name was Alpha. Yeah, Alpha and Omega. Yep, which is fitting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, So, I mean, I guess I can kind of see that her being like the moral compass of the the crew, but it's still a little frustrating. Yeah. You think... Sorry. You you think... uh, characters that are so used to working as a team and on their own and making their own shots would be a little bit more resilient and a little bit more like, no, we're doing it our way. All right, we get that you're here. I'm great, great and pitched kid, but we got to do what we got to do. This is the first time they've been without a member um, that was like a core member. And this is the first time that they're actually, they have a discretion to choose their own missions. Like they're working for sure. Sid and Sid's criminal. More or less, yeah. So they've gone from following the Republic to following Sid. 
Which is which is interesting. Because they always, I get maybe it's kind of like they always need something, somebody to follow, and maybe and like we're slowly seeing them move away from Sid because they paid their debt. I, I think they're done with Sid right now, aren't they? They paid the they debt. They're only but... doing missions for her because they're paying the debt. But Omega, yeah, but they kind of hinted that they were gonna keep working for it like if she has other things to bring like both of the money yeah but i think that they're going to kind of branch out a little bit and kind of leave it more of uh we'll see here a couple episodes here a couple episodes there and and not like the main the main character you know definitely so yeah so i mean it's just really interesting the dynamic of their the team is at the moment um but they end up going back and what do you think of him do you like him as a character of who admiral rampart oh uh no no he's just another generic admiral to me if they somehow brought this as like admiral uh i almost said campaign that is not the right person he's not an admiral i think they should have stuck with thrawn be like one of the main there we go yeah, Tarkin. Thrawn should have been. I'm talking about Tarkin. Oh, you think Tarkin should have been? Tarkin should have been because at the. Well, actually, no. They they probably could have brought in Thrawn at this point because this is before Rebels. But I don't think I think the Empire is established a little bit more before Thrawn is even comes into contact with them. If you're if it lines up with comics, and I don't think uh, Bad Batch has hit the, the Thrawn's comic area yet. What if? Okay, okay, here's a here's a spitball theory. So they give us a boring admiral that no one cares about. He's just another empire throwaway. What if this is kind of leading up to Thrawn's introduction to Star Wars being in Bad Batch, and they're the first group that he takes down? Uh, I don't see that. I don't see that happening, to be honest. Just be- because of uh when Thrawn joined the Empire, he mostly was doing the Academy. He barely did anything until like later on. Gotcha. During, like the the Empire's like main uh, role. Uh, Tarkin might just take over as the main villain then in the future. I'm hoping because Tarkin is a very interesting character. Even since the New Hope, I've always been fascinated by his villainy. And I mean, the Admiral, he's kind of He's kind of playing a good role with it. I mean, he's like taking a. He knows exactly what he's doing. Like in the last episode, he had that senator shot, and now he has a way to pin it against Cham, saying that Cham is the one that tried to assassinate him, and make him the villain. Uh, he's definitely playing the role that he's given. That's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And so they go back, and they find out Crosshair is there, and there's just so many, so many troopers there. There's like a battalion of them. Yeah, uh, they all have like ride shields at the end. Yeah, but Rosser still says, he's like, that's not enough to go against Clone Force 99. He's like, you need more than a battalion of Stormtroopers to, to take care of these guys. And as the episode goes on, we kind of see that they're right. Yeah, he convinces some of the uh, the Stormtroopers to stand down. Um, Crosshair or Hauser? Hauser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which happens a little bit later because uh, when Hera and Omega they come up with their plan to 
the flyer ship and sit there and be a distraction as they head to uh, rescue Chan. It's very interesting because again, we, we see Hazard, he's made, he's having a conflict with himself. He's like, okay, I'm going to disobey your orders because what they're doing is wrong. So you guys take this uh, emergency airship because they're going to expect us walking out, not flying away. And so then Hazard walks out and I just, I thought it was really fascinating that like you're saying, he convinced a bunch of troopers to lay down their shields and their weapons. And I was not expecting that one bit. Yeah, it shows that it's early on in the Empire, so a lot of them are just kind of forced into their roles, that they don't have the the mentality that, per se, later Empire does, where it's like, Empire or nothing. These guys are fresh in the Empire, and they're like, hey, he's, he's not wrong. And it's kind of interesting, kind of like, with the... This probably plays a part more in the later episodes with Rampart and Tarkin, where they hate the clones and struggling to whether they're useful or not. And then you see a bunch of clones just drop their weapons and like, nope, we're not doing this. They're like, uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe clones aren't a good idea. Let's continue what we're doing. Let's let's start forcing people into recruitment or recruiting people that have the same mind as us. Yeah. Where do they? Where do stormtroopers come from? Like, if you know, stormtroopers are just recruits. It's not like the first order; they're not like abducted as children and brainwashed into the military. No, exactly. But like, okay, so comparing to like Earth, you know, there are states that you know you're gonna find more people more willing to join the police force. Like, were there any specific planets that a majority of the Empire came from? Uh, any, I think any anyone that's human populated. Gotcha. Because Palpatine was a very racist being. No aliens were in uh, the Empire except for Thrawn. Thrawn was the only one that Palpatine thought was worthy enough to join him. <laughs> it is kind of funny that they don't elaborate on that enough. I'm sure they will eventually. I know in the the comics, the Thrawn comic, they, they elaborate a little bit on that. All right, yeah, so it's just really interesting where they recruit all of the the stormtroopers and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I personally hope that we get to see more of Tarkin, less of this admiral. Like I said, I don't really care too much for this guy. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to build him as an interesting character, and I wonder if he's going to play it. What was it, the one guy from uh, Rebels that ended up turning because of Zeb? I don't think this guy will do it, but... We do see him towards the end. He's actually admiring how the Bad Batch are going against his facility. And he's like, he wishes they were fighting with him rather than against them. Do you think we'll see any other characters besides Hera? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe some other characters from uh, Clone Wars that were kind of a big impact to the Rebellion. But, I mean, we saw Kanan, we saw Hera. I don't think Sabine will be necessary to be seen. And I don't think uh, Zeb is an important character to see. No, Um, I think we'll get some villains teased. Maybe, maybe some more bounty hunters. Maybe we can get a... Maybe Ahsoka will show up at some point. I don't know. We got Uh, Cad Bane. We did get Cad Bane. Uh, I would love to see uh, Boba in the show. 
I would like to see him and Omega meet. Yeah, that is a big question. Really I think that'd be a really interesting pair up. Because um, Omega discusses seeing them in their pods when they were created. So she's got memories from then. So would she remember her own brother? Unless they were put somewhere else. But I mean, later on, we do. she does talk about how Nalisei had a special laboratory. And that's where the altar clones were. And so Bobo was definitely in an altar clone, so he must have been there. Unless she was traded right after him. So, well, um, she was done in secret, and maybe Django didn't even know about about them. Ooh, they like made him one, and then made themselves one. Yeah, yeah that's a possibility. Yeah, because she's the highest concentration of his DNA that's left. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, they probably will go after Bubba then, because if they're after her for that reason, they might go. Okay, look. She's got the bad batch. Our attempts have failed. Let's go after this one instead. And yeah. you know, we'll probably get to see them meet. Yeah, so overall episode twelve was pretty cool. I just like how it ended with uh crosshairs like requesting to hunt them down now. And yeah, so now we know what the final episodes are gonna be about. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like the big build up for the whole season. That's what everybody's been waiting for. Yeah, and uh, we we definitely will get that. Oh, yeah. Uh, can't wait for it. Um, but we still have to wait a couple episodes because the next episode jumps in. It, they return to Ward Mantel. Anyways, they return, and it, I hate to use the word filler episode, but that's kind of basically what this episode is. I don't see any importance of this episode just yet. Um, but, I mean, there is a really cool thing that when they do return to Ord Mantel at the start, uh, the two sweet bikes that fly overhead. Uh, the second one is piloted by an Aqualish wearing the same outfit as a uh, Kenner's 1978 Walrus Man action figure. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, they're continuing to pull from a lot of the EU. They're pulling a lot from uh, a lot of the original stuff. Even with Rob McQuarrie, they're pulling a lot of art and stuff and implementing it into a lot of the new stuff. And so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, they're definitely doing what, honestly, a lot of us expected. With the EU, they're just kind of trying to organize everything that existed and bring in the good stuff. Yeah. And I think one of the uh, one of the big things I did get from this episode, now that I think about it, is uh, they're kind of showing that now that the Empire's taken over, there's a lot more smuggling and a lot more trade routes going along and we kind of see that with Sid and then we kind of find out that her whole operation is actually one that's uh, uh, caught the eye of some people just because her routes are easier to transport things and I think that's kind of why we start off with this episode the Bad Batch come back to see her and find out that she's missing and some dude named Roland is like oh, this is my office now we can an agreement she, she fulfilled it and you guys are no longer welcome, so get out of here. Yeah, and it's also the return of the Pikes. We haven't seen the Pikes in a little while. Yeah, we saw them in Clone Wars, and we saw them in uh, Solo, and then we can see them here. I don't know, I kind of always like to see them. I always like the Pikes. I don't know why, it's something about them. They're just kind of cool. And they're definitely not ones you want to go against, and 
Sid kind of plays that a little bit. She's like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And Hunter doesn't want to get involved, but Omega's like, but oh, we got him. He's like, okay. And so they decide to, to help her on Sid's operation. And so Roland is expecting to give a big spice shipment to the Pikes. And so they decide to steal it back. But they go through an underground underground mine mining facility. Yeah, this used to be owned by a mining officer, so this might come in handy for your operations. Right, right, sounds good. But it's interesting that they haven't dealt with like the issue that's in them. I guess the, because the mines are uh, abandoned, we have the earlings which are in there. It's like they kind of remind me of like this uh, bat-like creature with kind of like moth-like wings. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we do know that they were nocturnal creatures. Uh, they preferred dark environments, which explains why they're down in the mines. Uh, and they'd form hives down there. And so they're pretty dangerous once you wake them. And of course, they go down there and they mentor them. And they're trying to be as quiet as they can. You're really going to expect them to, to uh, not be quiet. You know they're gonna wake him when we're gonna see him. Yeah, you called them but, but they're earlings. Kind of yeah, they're earlings. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but while they're doing that, Omega is doing a. He's trying to distract Roland so they can get in there in and out. Yeah, they are ugly. Oh, they're earlings. Yeah. I just pulled so, up a picture. They were successful in their mission, but they lost a lot of it. They dropped a lot of it down. And so they come back up, and we see that the Pikes actually kidnapped Roland and Omega. And then the Bad Batch come, and we see that they're just chilling there. They're like, all right, well, we need our spice back, or you guys are dead. You know, reasons. Yeah, I guess overall, like you said, it's kind of like a filler episode. Um, I enjoyed it. It was a fun episode. I mean, they're always enjoyable episodes. Like, I always enjoy them. The ones usually involving other creatures that impact, I don't know, like Mandalorian, they had the spider episode. And Clone Wars, they had a few different episodes involving different swarms of animals. They're always Actually, like filler they do, like, episodes. They're using a lot of bug-like creatures in the Star Wars Creature yep. list. Yeah, it's always the unknown areas. Yeah, but we see like uh, we see like a little bit more in the crime syndicates. Like we see in Solo, between the Pikes and the Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn wanted to send in a Solo group so they didn't start a war with the Pikes. And then Sid is kind of playing a little bit on that here. Is that Roland's parents are kind of a big deal. Yeah, uh, they're touching a lot more on the crime syndicates in the movies and Clone Wars. They kind of touched on it in Rebels. Um, they kind of mentioned smuggling. I think they're they're kind of really getting into the the dirty jobs of the Empire. It's not just Jedi versus Sith, Rebels yeah. versus Empire. That there is this... people. Yeah, because especially at this time, the Jedi are done, and you only got the Inquisitors and Vader basically. 
outside of pub team, but pub team probably doesn't care that much. And so <laughs> Sid is like, all right, well, let's let's just say it all got lost and it was just a bad deal and just call it a so you don't start wearing the pipes to cut off uh, one of Roland's horns. And he's like, well, that was a small price to pay considering they would have killed him. So I guess it's kind of a sign of shame probably in the culture if you lose a horn or something. Possibly. It's definitely a possibility. But I don't know. It might be... Uh... Might be brought back up later. He's probably going to be a recurring character. Yeah, I wonder if we'll see him again. But let me get let him uh, keep uh, Ruby. And she's like, well, if Ruby likes him, then he must not be a completely bad guy. I think. Let me get... I think he's, Roland is going to be like their equivalent of a Zago. You know what? He could be. How you mention it? Yeah. Because he looks one so much like him, so there's that character that you can draw the similarity there. But when you first met Vizago, he wasn't the greatest, and then throughout the time, he still wasn't the greatest. But it was like someone they tolerated over time. Yeah, true. I mean, Maybe. there's just so much they can. There's just so much they can do. I mean, like you, like you said, like a filler episode, but with Dave Filoni, there's really no filler episodes. It's build up episodes and so maybe they are trying to build up this character introduce them and use them later that's kind of what i'm getting from it because otherwise i didn't really see any point to this this episode um do you think we're gonna see because discussing the other characters do you think we're gonna see hondo i imagine he'll show up at some point i mean it's hondo He's, he's always got to show up. Because I didn't expect to see him in Rebels, and there he was. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and Hondo is a very unpredictable character. Hell, yeah. he's part of Galaxy's Edge now, or what is it? Uh, uh, I forget the name of Planet is what to use for it, but he's like a main figurehead now, there now, too. And so it's interesting. I definitely think season two is going to involve a lot more crime syndicate stuff. I'd imagine so, and a lot more Empire building. Oh, yeah, definitely. They can't just be like, all right, Empire's built. Yeah. Because we're seeing it the eyes from, from the eyes of the clones, and we're kind of getting a little bit of the eyes from the people that are being enveloped with it, especially with the, the two episodes where we saw that the Empire was trying to take over. We gotta see it from the eyes of the actual people. It's like, okay, all right. Empire pretending to be nice, they're pretending to protect us, but no, they're they're just trying to hold a grip. Um so yeah, so any other thoughts about episode thirteen? No. Like you said it was a filler episode, it was enjoyable. But uh I guess we'll have to see what it leads to in the future. Yeah. However, episode uh, 14 was actually pretty cool. I actually really like this one because it kind of jumps back on track. Uh, I know when I was watching Rebels and I heard about the Bad Batch, I knew Rex was going to show up. I was like, okay, maybe they're going to explain Gregor and Wolf as well. Yeah, seeing Gregor again was great. 
when yeah, you I mean, it starts off with them running through the forest, and we're like, what the heck's going on? I didn't even know who it was in the beginning. I was like, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna put some ones. All right, cool, cool. And he throws down a trekking beacon, and we're like, okay, all right. So this is gonna be the focus of the episode. All right, let's do it. Uh, it does bring into question. Um, okay, so Bad Batch met Kanan before. They met Hera. Hera. And now they're meeting Gregor. And Chopper. And Chopper. So it just feels... And yes, Rebels was made before this, obviously. But they've got to to tiptoe that continuity line because they could have brought the Bad Batch up when they were all debating whether clones are good or bad or not in the future. Because Hera could have easily mentioned them. And who's to say that Hera and Kanan never had those discussions, you know? Yeah, but that's... Because Kanan's experience is, he's like, nope, we killed all the Jedi. He just seemed very one right? Like, he didn't even consider uh, the clones until Rex shows up. Yeah. And he even had a hard time with that. And they're standing there helping him, fighting alongside him. So, talking about it's one thing, but you gotta see it to believe it. True. So I just yeah, I don't think they re- should touch on too many rebels characters that could have influenced any of those decisions. No, but I mean at the same time, I mean it's the beginning of the Re- the empire, but it's also the beginning of the rebellion because we also saw Sogara, and so we're kind of seeing these guys kind of pull on Ahsoka in a in a sense where they don't really want to get involved, but because of who they are. They're soldiers. They're going to get pulled into it. And I'm assuming the, they're going to probably be dead before Rebels era even starts. You think they're going to? I expect them to. I expect them to because the Ember is heavy on them. Yeah, it doesn't seem like their fate's too great. And if and if not, then like where are they in the future? And They definitely have to explain it if they keep them alive. And I love a lot of the characters that Pelone comes up with. But not every single one of them can can survive all the way to Return of the Jedi, you know? No, I agree completely. I mean, I guess that's why uh, in Rebels didn't um, Gregor or Wolf die? I think so, yeah. I have to go back and watch it, but I think they did, yeah. Because I think Rex is the only clone... That's alive up until Return of the Jedi, and then you get, uh, I forget that other clone, but he is in a cryogenic, or he's in a, or he's in a, he's in something that's, he's in some sort of stasis until around the time of The Force Awakens, or The Last Jedi, and then he ends up becoming the only clone that's up in that era, and so Dave Filoni has managed to get a clone in every Every era of Star Wars. That I did not know. I did not know about that one. Yeah, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll text it to you later. Yeah. She ends up joining yeah. uh, some crime syndicate. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or some smuggling group. One of the two. Gotcha. Um, uh, speaking of other characters that were introduced, though, uh, we got the video game character introduced. Ooh, that's right, later on. 
you got to see the the corn commandos. Yes, sir. Because I know when they're there, because Rex Rex contacts them, they end up going back to the facility because they want to rescue this mysterious clone, which obviously we know it's uh, Gregor, and so they run into the clone commandos, which I was actually so happy to see because I know they made them canon in in Battlefront, and they sort of made them canon in Clone Wars, but here we actually get to see them in action. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I believe they're only mentioned in Clone Wars. No, oh, you can see, uh, what is it? Scorch and his gang show up for a brief moment. Oh. They're literally there for like 10 seconds and then they're gone. Yeah, I do remember that. We did, I did watch that uh, clip after the episode. Yeah, it was pretty dope. I was, I was, that was one, probably one of the exciting moments of Clone Wars for me just because I played the Republic Commando and I'm like, yes, yes. Some really cool characters. I, I quite enjoyed that game. And they made the, they made the droids and the Geonosians a lot more intimidating than they are in the TV show and uh, movies. Yo, uh, they made the droid really intimidating in Mandalorian from the perspective That's of what the they civilian. did, the super battle droid. Yeah. Because they put on a little bit more of a grittier, and I really enjoyed it. And that's kind of what they're doing here in Bad Batch. And these final episodes are seeing a lot more grittiness. Because you even see, like, the little clones, they're, the, they're walking with, uh, I think it's Melissa or whatever. And they're, they're like, okay, well, we see a lot of transports leaving. A lot of things are getting shut down. It's like, are we still going to be soldiers? And she's like, nope, that's what you guys were bred for. So kind of reassuring them. So I wonder if they actually continue the training or if they just executed them. Kind of a dark thought, but... I'm curious about the fate of those clones because we see that the contracts have been canceled with uh, the Kaminoans. Um, probably dead. Or, probably. or slaves. Well, that too. I mean, that part is 100% uh, wasteful. Well, I know the Kaminoans are like, all right, well, we'll find the other clients. And then like, uh, the Empire isn't like the Republic, so they kind of knew what was coming. Yeah, they they were definitely trying to be smart about it, but at the same time, they were overestimating their usefulness. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, because like during the Republic time, like the Republic wouldn't have just they'd be like, okay, all right, contract's over, but they'll keep an eye on them, but they're not going to destroy them. As they're kind of hinting at here, because the Republic's not evil, just a little corrupt, but not evil. And then, let me jump back to the Bad Batch group. They're walking around and they hear a TK soldier number. And they're like, "What's a TK uh, soldier?" And so it's like, "Haha! If you've seen a New Hope, you know it. TK is one of the standard." Uh, codes for stormtroopers. Yeah. It's funny that uh, Gregor still has his personality while he's just sitting in the cage. He's hassling that stormtrooper. Right before you get rescued. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, Gregor's the one from the uh, the desert planet, right? Previously. And Rebels? Yes. No, Clone Wars. Yeah. I don't remember, but probably. Okay, okay. I was gonna say. Probably I have a better, 
you, you went to Clone Wars more so than I did, so I'm pretty sure you probably remember him a lot better than I do. Yeah, I, was just, I believe he was the one that was like working at a restaurant on the desert planet and the droids found him. No, uh, I don't think that was him. I think that was a different clone. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, have to, I'll have to Google that. No, you're good. It's good to see. Which one goes loony in Rebels? Is it Wolf or Gregor? Gregor. Okay. Another thing I find interesting about the clone commanders in this episode is that uh, when the Bad Batch is fighting them, I wonder if they're like... I don't know, because like, when they're fighting and they get killed, the lights on their visor turn off. I wonder if it's like connected to them like in a physical way to tell if they're alive or not. Kind of interesting, but kind of cool. Kind of like when a Jedi dies, the lights are turned off. Uh, it could also be that their power supply is destroyed, not necessarily them being killed. So, like, they get knocked out, but the power supply is damaged. Ah, that's, a, that's another thought as well, yeah. Because we've seen a bunch of them survive blaster shots before, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, tons of times. And I really like this, uh... This final bit of this episode with them escaping the trigger. I just really like the whole battle scene with it. It's really cool. And it sucks that Hunter gets left behind. I was going to mention that. Yeah. He gets and held back and they tell, he tells them to go. And Omega's like, no, go back, go back, go back. And Tech's like, nope. Uh, we'll end up just like him. And I just had to put uh, in a comment. Good soldiers follow orders. Because Hunter's like, I order you to go. Yeah, without the honesty, like that's how they were raised. Good soldiers follow orders, and first time that we use it without Order sixty six being involved. <laughs> yeah, and that's the that is actually the first time we get to see um, Crosshair and Hunter have a conversation too. Oh yeah, since the beginning, yeah, uh, really like that, and. Ooh, it's just going to get better on the next couple episodes. And I do kind of like how they kind of ended it with the, them talking to the Kaminoans and kind of like telling them their usefulness. Because the Admiral comes in and it's like, oh, yep, I caught one of your scientists who's taking, they were taking a bunch of uh, medical equipment and personnel off the off the planet. So, yeah, we don't like that. We don't want you guys doing anything further. Uh at least not with our, our consent or under our supervision. So we do have use for scientists, but politicians, not so much. Yeah, and, and the way the door closes on the, you, the image, you just they know you get shot killed. by all the clones. Oh yeah, stormtroopers definitely lit them up. And so, I mean, so this raises like a big question, and this kind of like something I want to discuss a little bit about because we see it a little bit in Mandalorian. And we see it in the movies, especially the sequels. And we see a little bit in Clone Wars because Palpatine has an agenda. He's doing something, researching younglings or whatnot. That's because he's always kidnapping them. But we also see another one of his research projects because he wants to seek immortality. That's like his goal because he knows there's a way to do it. The Jedi have their way, and the Sith have a very different way as well. 
it's kind of interesting that there's uh, that they introduce it in the the films of Palpatine returning. And so I feel a lot of the shows are kind of like building up to that. Like in Mandalorian, we saw the cloning facility. They're trying to get Baby Yoda or Grogu uh, for the avid fans. And then here we see that they're taking scientists from the cloning facility to probably use in the future. Yeah, no. And so understood. I was thinking this could be like a continuation or the introduction to his quest for immortality. Yeah, you know, we might actually get the verbal indication of what he's trying to do. True. And we'll just get to see how many people actually know about it. I'm going to Empire assume. Fell, it didn't seem like too many people knew. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I'm going to assume that Omega either escapes somewhere or doesn't make it because of his search for Baby Yoda. Yeah, or she's just not relevant to what they're trying to do. Because Omega is only important to the Empire because of her DNA. And actually, she's not even that important to the Empire. She was important to the Kaminoans. They wanted her back. Oh, that's true. The Empire, the Empire didn't really care. Like, Empire just wants the Bad Batch killed. And that includes uh, Omega. That's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, because... So, Hmm. I mean, they might want her later to see how to make pure DNA, because down the road, you can only clone somebody so many times. Yeah, but you think they would have done that with Boba. Yeah, so we'll definitely see them go after Boba, maybe, like I said, next season. Yeah, but I don't see any relevance for them probably going after Boba or, uh, or Omega, other than them being... Well, not really Boba, because Boba's kind of made a, made a name for himself, not being a clone. But Omega, I could say that I'm wanting, wanting to hunt her down and kill her just because she is a clone. So, does her relevance fall off now? Without the Kamin- Kaminoans? So, with the uh, Kaminoans kind of like done, does her relevance yeah. fall off? Yes. Well, I mean, relevance as far as why they're being hunted, uh, yes. But her relevance of a character, there's something different about her, and I think they're going to kind of explore that further down. You think she's more sensitive? And you also got to remember the the scientist that wanted her. her, Yeah, one of the scientists that wanted her is still alive, and she's in the Empire's control, so maybe... She convinces them the Empire wanted to keep her for some reason. I don't know. I can only see her being Force-sensitive as being, like, good grounds for actually going for. Could be. Could be. And I wonder if they're going to delve more into that into the next season. But honestly, I really hope she's not Force-sensitive. I think that'd be kind of lame. She'd be the first clone. And, you know, they, they might bring it up that other clones were Force-sensitive, too. Just not nearly as strong or potent as she was. Or maybe she can only be Force-sensitive because she's a pure DNA clone and not altered. And they could go into that, too. So they might be yeah, able to but, answer the question for people. Yeah, but then we run into the whole prequel, prequel era of annoyance when 
midichlorians were announced and people were like the force is supposed to be a mystery and not we hate hearing the science behind it i mean it's 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 funny that everyone's got the view because like star wars is such a science heavy show with the empire oh yeah cloning and stuff like they're gonna have to get into it i mean i think they will but i mean me personally i think that they should develop her character in a more special way than the force what is more special than the force? force i don't know Oh, resistant to the force. See, that'd be interesting because the the comics had like that whole species that was resistant. Yeah, and I know. I wonder if they're gonna pull off of the the comics and the books because I know they use on Vong were like a huge thing for why the Palpatine created the Empire. I mean, technically he was doing it in a very evil way, but for dominance. But he felt it was the only way that he could protect the entire galaxy as a whole from this invasion. Yeah, so, I, have, I think the, the, I don't know, the, what do you call it, the the trequels? <laughs> the, the sequel sequels? Oh, yeah, yeah, just the expanded universe. Like, I think they they should have dealt with that, not necessarily ending with Palpatine oh, yeah. bringing back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have done what they are doing with, like, the, the High Republic. I think they should have just had Luke train a bunch of Jedi and it's some new threat. Not necessarily the Yulon Long, but like just a threat that will challenge the Republic or even the rise of the Jedi. And not necessarily been Sith. I think that would have been I don't know if you remember like Shadows of the Empire where they had uh, Prince Shijor and his uh, that was when Black Sun was first introduced. I think it would have been a great opportunity for them to bring in Black Sun and let them kind of rise in power as uh, the Republic is trying to rebuild itself. Black Sun was during the Clone Wars. Got it. Yeah, they were introduced in the Clone Wars, and I was so happy about that because you had Prince George race in there, and he was a very formidable foe. But that's that's saying if they're gonna not use Shadows of the Empire and kind of. Because he ended up dying right there, in between four, no, yeah, between five and six is when he's introduced, and that's when we get Dash Rendar and we get all these interesting side stories. Yeah, there's there's a lot that Bad Batch can do. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the future of the show is. I can't wait to see the next couple episodes and discuss them. Um, but and I'm liking the first season. I know a lot of people said that it was kind of very underwhelming and disappointing, but honestly, you're not going to like everything. I keep saying this a lot, but not everything's going to be a hit. But you can enjoy it for the ride. Enjoy the ride. Oh, definitely. I mean, anything that because I'm more. I like I like the world building. I like a lot of the lore. And if they can introduce something that's going to add to the lore and make it a little bit more interesting, cool. I don't need action every episode. I just want a good story. And see some type of relevance. Um, but we'll be seeing a lot more of it. They're, they're really building something. I, I can't wait to see how it unravels or unfolds. Um, so. so, yeah, overall, I mean, these last few episodes are pretty good. I like that they inter- they're connecting everything together. 
between all the shows and the movies. And so that's pretty solid. And interested to see what they're going to do with the Mega. I love it. I know we kind of went off topic in some wild theories with the character. But I feel she's going to be, she has some relevance. And I just don't know what they're going to do with her yet. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but, uh, any final thoughts? Um, I think if anyone's going to survive, it's going to be her. Yeah, I think so. Uh, like, her and one member. Uh, probably Wrecker. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, they might, Hunter might die just for like a, a an emotional scene. Just to pull out everybody's emotional ties because of their relationship. Yep. Uh, it's either Wrecker or Tech to me. I, I think we'll survive. Yeah, I definitely think that she's going to survive with one member, and that's how they're going to end it. And it's going to have some relevance to something in the future, and then we'll see her pop up in either the Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian Season 3, something. Yeah, interesting. Interesting for sure. Um, But, all right then. Well, guys, that wraps it up for the host transmissions so guys just remember give us a like it'll help uh it'll help spread our our podcast on youtube so people can uh be able to find us and see us um also check the links in the description we got one for our discord go ahead and join there we're having tons of discussions over there and uh talking about everything star wars uh check out our instagram you can see all our posts that we do there you can interact with us with us there um also, if you're looking for some cool shirts, we got some cool designs. So click the link for our our, uh, our storefront. Uh, we know you love the designs. And, all right, and and may the force be with you. And transmission. <laughs>